0: Welcome to the show. Hello, 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 my Purpose Girls. So, I want to take you back to when I first started Purpose Girl. Girlfriend, I was a hot mess. And of course, I'd waited years to even start because I'm like, I've got to wait till I have the perfect logo. I've got to wait till I have the perfect name. I've got to wait until I have the perfect program. I've got to wait until, right? I know a bunch of you out there have been sitting on your idea, on your business, on your book, on whatever your podcast, whatever it is that you want to do, waiting for it to be like pretty and perfect. And until you maybe are perfect. And I had this thought, oh my God, it's so hard. Oh my God, it's so hard. Oh my God, it's so hard. And I would cry all the time. Like I remember one time I was in my 200 square foot apartment in Manhattan, me and the walls, basically that's all that would fit. (laughs) And I was In the morning, I started off, I'm going to make a video today. Now, my videos at the time were like one minute. And by 10 p.m., I still hadn't made the freaking video because I was paralyzed and I was crying and crying and just kept saying to myself, this is so hard. This is so hard. Well, I continued for my business, for Purpose Girl, to be hard for years until I had a freaking revolution, which was that I was totally missing the feminine in my business. I was missing the fun. I was missing the play. And I started getting that on and things started to change. And then I met a woman who said, wait, business can be easy. What would be easy? Like what would be fun? What would be pleasurable in business? And it was such a radical new idea. But this is what I have learned is the key and the ticket to us really living our purpose. It's got to be in pleasure and it's got to be in fun and it's got to be, it's got to be filled with ease for you. It doesn't mean everything's going to be freaking simple and easy and you're not going to have to work, but it's got to be filled with ease and pleasure. And so my guest today is that very woman who introduced me to that concept and who is bringing the idea of pleasure and pussy to business in a way that I have never freaking seen before. She is A soul sister. She is my friend. She is my colleague. She is my mentor. She has been my coach. And I cannot wait for you to meet her. So let me introduce you to Julia Motherfucking Wells. And yes, that is her name. Julia Wells is one of the most authentic, badass voices in the coaching space. She has found ways to be consistent while still being a free flowing, world traveling goddess of pleasure. Julia's programs stay sold out. Seriously, all of her programs are sold out. She has a one year waiting list. Okay all without the fancy funnels, ad, large audience, any of it. And now she teaches other women how to build a pussified business with ease, Julia, welcome to the Purpose Girl podcast. Oh
1: my God, that was the best intro ever. Like, can you be my hype woman for now until forever? I'm going to listen to this podcast and intro anytime I need to hype myself up because that was epic. So thank you. I almost could cry and have my heart explode all at the same time. (laughs)
0: Yay, yay. That's my superpower is being a cheerleader. So (laughs) So good. anytime you you forget, you have my, you just text me, girlfriend. I'm happy to just give it to you because you've earned it. Like, this is not fluff. This woman is frickin' rock solid. So, okay, Julia, I know that you are five seconds away from having a seven-figure business, right? I mean, we may as well just say that you have a million-dollar
1: business. We've done a million in sales. Since ah! Listen like, to you. I don't know, a year and a half ago, yeah.
0: Amazing. And I want to go back. So what I want Julia to be, for all of you listening, is a beacon— of light of what is possible when you are so aligned, so authentic, and so in your truth. And I want you to hear from her how possible this is. So take us back because, Julia, you were not making money in your business a year ago. Is that right? Yeah, pretty much. Give us your story.
1: Okay, cool. So I've been in the coaching space for probably like five or six years now. And I loved what it offered of like, do what you're passionate about and have all the freedom and unlimited income. And I knew I could eventually get there, but I, for the longest time, couldn't figure out my way of doing it. And similar to what you you talked about at the beginning of like doing it the hard way, the hustle way, the push through and find someone else's and try it and of these things. So for years, I really spun my wheels. I was not in pleasure, but it was almost like pleasure was reserved for my personal life. And then as soon as I got into business mode, I had to like be professional and do all these things and it felt gross. And so of course I never really wanted to run my business or even grow my business, but I was always conflicted between these two things. And so I finally just had to own that I'm someone who refuses to run a business that isn't pleasurable and separate who I am as a person and who I am as a business owner. And so I decided like I'd had some success in business and I, you know, like could here and there make a few thousand dollars, but it was nothing I could live on. It was nothing I could use to change the world. And that was what was important to me. And so I really doubled down on this idea of pleasure And I was like, let me be my own best case study here of what happens if you infuse every area of your business with pleasure. Now, it's a simple concept, and it is not easy to execute on because of the way that we're conditioned, the way that we're taught to do business. And it is a traditionally very masculine, patriarchal way. There's a lot of power dynamics. There's a lot of hustling and grinding and all of these concepts that just like never felt good to me. And so I had to really figure out how do you do every area of business (laughs) with pleasure. And I would say I got pretty devoted to that about two years ago. And then it took me about six months to like really work through a lot of stuff. I was still really struggling, but like I was getting bought into the concept, I would say. And then about a year and a half ago, it all popped and I went from inconsistent months of like maybe two to 10,000 here and there to like consistently we have just tracked and my biggest month was now $92,000 in cash. I did this like while staying in luxury hotels, while having like the coolest team that supports me, while being super in pleasure and feeling amazing and being my full self and not having to like switch roles when I step into my business and Um, I mean, (laughs) the results speak for themselves, but I want everyone to know like the root really was the pleasure Mm. that got infused in everything.
0: This is so good. This is so good because for a million reasons, but pleasure is a word that I think most women haven't had in their vocabulary for so long. And sometimes when you hear the word pleasure, I know the first time I heard it, I thought it meant only sexual pleasure. Totally. And so it's like, well, what are we talking about here, Julia? Right. But knowing you, if y'all could see, right, like I always can see my guests, I tell you guys, and she's just like juicy. Like she just looks like she's like peachy and fun and she's like bubbling almost like champagne. And so let's talk about what is pleasure, Julia? Yeah.
1: I think it's such a good place to break it down because I actually am a trained sex love and relationship coach. And so I think a lot of people can think that my work skews sexual and I lead with it because it's fun and it's part of who I am. But when you really hear me teach on pleasure, it's such a different concept than what people are expecting. And my whole thing around pleasure is, it's just an activation of any of your five senses. Mm. And it can be again, purely sensual in that sense and not sexual. So I love it because it is one of the most accessible tools on the planet. There's no, like, no matter how much money, time, energy you have, you could take five seconds to activate one of your senses, therefore becoming in pleasure. Mm. And the more you do that, the more pleasure you're going to learn how to sit with, to build, to hold, to play with, whether it's receiving or giving and being in it. And And that's just like the simple part of it is like, you might expect me to be this like super sexual and we're all just like masturbating our way to a million dollars. And like, not that there's anything bad or wrong with that. And I believe it, it's possible. Yeah, like, <laughs> totally fine. I'm here for it. Right. And I, I just always like to be the voice that says it's so much simpler than that. So yes. especially because a lot of women hold sexual trauma or just have a lot of conditioning. Like if you can breathe, if you can just like stroke your shoulders or your hair, you can drop into pleasure. You can do that in traffic. You can do that while nursing a baby. You could do that while fighting with. With your partner, you can do that. You could rub your thigh while you're like on a Zoom call from the screen down, like you can immediately access pleasure. And it just fundamentally changes what's happening in your body. You start to live from the neck down instead of in your head where we get into perfectionism, people-pleasing, overthinking, all of the things that we do. Fear,
0: self-doubt, blah, <laughs> comparison,
1: blah, blah, totally. blah.
0: All the shit that stops us from moving forward on whatever the dream is yep. and from feeling good about ourselves and our lives. Right. What I love about what you just said about pleasure, like if we just put like a picture frame around it, Julie and I did a women's program together and our mentor, Regina Thomasauer calls it a favorite frame. And I've always thought of it as like, we put a picture frame. And so this five senses, because it can be a simple, the first thing that came to me is smell a candle.
1: Yep.
0: Right. It's <laughs> She just showed me her <laughs> candle, right? <laughs> Just smelling a scented candle is going to give you the tiniest bit of pleasure or sipping a tea or eating a strawberry. I mean, those are things for me, whatever that is for you out there, right? Those are tiny things that can immediately bring you into your body.
1: Yep. And I, I talk about it in the way that it relates to business and we can get there in whatever way we need to, but it's like, I call it either like pleasure microdosing or pleasure hacking. And if you can just one, add 1% more pleasure, right? So just mindfully enjoy the taste of something a little more, actually pause and smell the thing, whatever that is, you're in the energy of pleasure. You're in the energy of receiving pleasure. And it just correlates to so many of the things we want in business, right? We want clients. We want to receive money. We want to receive opportunities. And sometimes we try to over-control the wrong thing, whereas pleasure, you have control and access to at any time. And you can just get into that same frequency, that same feeling. And then it naturally opens you for the same in business without Mm. trying to like force something or control the wrong thing. And I just, I love that uh, correlation. And I think it's just not talked about anywhere.
0: It's not because we think about business or I can't speak for anyone out there, but I was in corporate for a long time and it was like, what do we have to do, right? And I'm like getting into my mind and we need the 10 point plan and I've got to have this, you know, figured out and I need to know and blah, 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 blah. And then I've got, and so it's like so heady, and so out of the body, and I think that's how most of us have been trained to think about business. So anyone who's out there and you're thinking, I want to have a business, but I don't know how to do the numbers. I don't know how to do, and like, it's all in the mind. So I love what you're saying is that when we're in the body, it's this idea of receiving. So I'm going to receive clients. I'm going to receive money. I'm going to receive opportunities. I'm going to receive requests to be on podcasts or articles written or whatever it might be, right? So let's dive a little bit deeper into this connection between pleasure and business. Because so someone could be out there and be like, "I'm not just going to smell a candle, right?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is the dumbest business advice. And, <laughs> I've ever
0: heard. and yet, everyone out there, I want you to hear me. This woman is gold. Okay, <laughs> so this works. I've I've been in her class before. This works. She and I are talking about the next thing she and I are going to do together. So yeah, let's let's continue to dive into how pleasure is going to help everyone out there live their purpose, run their purpose business.
1: Totally. And so I think the correlation to, because I call myself a pussy-based business owner, so it's kind of the straddling, but I think it's worth naming right now in the conversation, is like pussies are designed for receiving. So if you identify as a woman or that have that anatomy, it's like, that's the energy and it's where we're, we're most fulfilled and kind of designed. And so again, I think it's like, you don't have to run your business from this energy. I just think it feels really fucking good. I think we're also designed for it. Feels better than
0: running it from, oh my God, what am I going to do? And how am I going to do this? And I mean, it absolutely feels a lot better.
1: And it's just a hard, scary transition to make, but I've seen it. I've done it with enough clients at this point to know that it truly, truly works. And I actually even think for men, I've had a lot of men approach me recently of like, I don't have a pussy, but like, could this still work? And a hundred percent, can we do things more enjoyably? Can we do things from trust? Can we do things authentically instead of having to hustle to prove ourselves? Men are equally taught that they have to prove their worth, that they have to like be this whole masculine provider. Not that it's not great. I love that. And sometimes there's a different balance thing that needs to happen there. And I'm sure that's the minority audience (laughs) here. (laughs) But anyways, I just say that to say like, don't get too caught up in like semantics or if there's one part of this that that doesn't really resonate, but try it would be Mm. my invitation is like, there's no one in the patriarchy that hasn't been conditioned to think they have to prove their worth. And pleasure puts you back into the seat of your power, your worthiness, who you are authentically as a human being. And it can be scary and it can take a lot of trust because it's going to go against your conditioning. But before you know it, if you microdose, if you just do 1% more and more and more, you are going to hugely expand your capacity for pleasure and before you know it you're going to expand your capacity to receive support to have money to have the coolest opportunities and then what you have to do is also in your brain create that correlation Um, because where some people go a little sideways they are like oh that was a fluke or I just got lucky and it's like no 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 this is the world of pleasure-based things like you called it in by naturally being a match a magnet and opening a space for those things.
0: What I've noticed is the more fun I'm having in my life, the more women want to work with me or listen to my podcast or want to come on a retreat with me because we are magnetized to someone, to a woman who is enjoying herself and her life. We're magnetized to a woman who is enjoying
1: yeah, whether we realize it or not, right? Like that's just such a delicious energy to be around. And I I actually hear, and you might like hear this from your audience, but I wouldn't be surprised, of like being very triggering as much as we are magnetizing, right? To see someone own this, to own their turn on, to own their pleasure, to own their power, it can be super confronting. So I also just want to plant that seed for anyone listening that like, that's also okay. If you're like, absolutely not. There's no way I'm doing that. But you keep listening and you keep having this pleasure thing come up. Like, Follow the thread there and like let yourself kind of start to try it on and see if there's some safety in bringing more pleasure into your life.
0: I so appreciate that you just brought that up, Julia, because I'm going to share with you. I don't know if I ever have before, but you've triggered me a million <laughs>
1: freaking times. Yes.
0: A million times. And yet yeah, I still signed up for a course with her because, right, I had to look at my own stuff. Like, why is this woman who's out there bragging so much, sharing so much about how much money she's made or how many clients she's had or how she's flying off to France? I mean, not at the moment with COVID. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you are. I don't know. Um, maybe they let you in. I wouldn't be surprised. The You know, but it's like, why is she triggering so much to me? And- The trigger I realized for me was desire. Mm
1: -hmm. Like,
0: oh, I want that ease as well. And actually a deep knowing, wait a minute, that is me too. That's so who I am. Any of you who listen to me, and yet sometimes the little voice in my head says, no, it's not who we are, right? (laughs) Exactly. Um, And so I'm so glad that you just brought to the surface the, the trigger. Why do you think that we're so triggered by women who are being authentic and living freely and enjoying their life.
1: For exactly what you said, we want it. We want it so bad and it is one of the scariest things because it feels like it feels like we have to let go of control or we have to let go of our safety net where we've like developed habits to keep to like literally get us through life. But again, I'm giving you the different mechanism to control. So control your levels of pleasure, control your level of self-trust, like pour everything into that and then you don't have to control situations by overthinking, outsmarting, outplanning, whatever the thing is. And and let other people be expanders for you. Start to relate mm-hmm. differently to that that feeling you get when you're like, ew, gross. And it's like, is it because I want that? Or is it because I actually am not values aligned? And those, that's like the better question to ask there. But most of us kind of get a little tripped up.
0: <laughs> yeah. An expander for someone who hasn't heard that term
1: yeah, I just see it as someone that shows you what's possible, and it I look at anyone of like, well, if they could do that and I want that, therefore it's literally possible in the world. Yes, and what would I have to do to claim that to create that, to go after that? And I just think like it's such a different way to relate to jealousy mm-hmm. <laughs> as like an invitation versus shutting the door. It's me versus you kind of thing, which is what a lot of us are taught.
0: Right. We're taught that because of the patriarchy, totally. because it has set us up that way. Right. As opposed to in the feminine, we get to look at any other woman and shift it and say, "Ooh, I'll have what she's having. Right. Like the yes. old Harry but Sally. Uh, yeah. Let that be inspiration. Something I cover in my Goddess on Purpose course. I know you cover it as well. Like this huge shift that we can make. And so as you started to be in your own pleasure... Right. I just remember when you and I first met, uh, we were in this huge women's group together and you were going, I think you were going to live in France. Mm -hmm. And then didn't you climb Mount
1: Kilimanjaro? Kilimanjaro.
0: (laughs) And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I got to pay attention to this woman.
1: (laughs) What is she doing?
0: Right. What is she doing over there? And, you know, as a friend, like, oh, I want that kind of friend in my life. Right. And that's, I think, the energy of a woman who is living fully. And that's why I, I see being such a magnet. And then there's the biology of it. If any of you are wondering what the psychological chemistry of it is, we know in the brain, here's how it works, all right? The simple, simple way that this works psychologically is that when you're in a negative fear place, your brain narrows and you're only focused on the, what could go wrong. But when you're in joy, and this is literally proven by hundreds of research studies, when you're in joy, when you're in pleasure, literally your brain opens up and you see more. And this is the work of Dr. Barbara Fredrickson from the University of North Carolina. And so you're then flooding your body and your brain with all these beautiful juicy hormones that literally research shows you see more opportunity and you go, oh, there's a woman I'd like to work with or, oh, there's an idea or there's a bakery I could partner with. I mean, we suddenly start seeing more and we become that magnet. So anyone who's out there like, Wait a minute. This sounds too frou frou. No, yeah. let me fill in that there's science behind this and what Julia's talking about. So, take us through. So you started living your own pleasure. You're climbing Mount Kilimanjaro.
1: Semi pleasurable, <laughs> slightly brutal.
0: <laughs> but going for the but going for your dreams. Totally right. It's like to me, it seems like you had a moment where you're like, "That's it. I'm doing this."
1: Totally. And it was like when I fully committed to the pleasure. And one thing I'd said forever, when I got into the coaching world and saw what was possible was like, Oh, once I start having consistent, whatever, 10 K months is like such a marker of the coaching world. But I was like, once I do that, then I'll travel the world. Then I'll do all these things. And I had hired a coach at that time. Cause I knew this was someone who would push me. And She was like, no, you got to go travel the world right now. Like, stop Mm. saying that when your business delivers, then you'll be in pleasure. Like, go get your ass into pleasure and watch your business show up and, again, be magnetized right back to you. And it was so true. And it was slightly terrifying. I was, you know, like, taking off when it felt like what I should do is double down and work harder on the business. And instead, I almost did the opposite, where I was like, I'm only going to work two hours a day on the business. I'm going to travel. I'm going to have so much fun. I know I can do a little bit of work no matter where I'm at. That was such a game changer in the business because I was so deeply fulfilled. Mm. I took care of my own needs and I did not put that pressure on my business. It was more like, you're naturally going to be a match for me. You're going to like, of course, people are going to want to come in and pay me and be around me and whatever that looks like if I'm in my most turned on and fulfilled state.
0: hmm. I am so glad you just said that those words. Of course, people are going to want to work with me. Because in the course I did with you, that is a sentence that I have taken and I say to myself every single day. Of course, women want to work with you. Of course, women love you. Because when I was in fifth grade, my listeners have heard this story a gazillion times. Well, you have to hear <laughs> it one more time because I don't know that Julia knows it, okay? When I was in the fifth grade, the girls, my little girlfriends all of a sudden turned on me. Yeah, And so the voice in my head is, Girls don't like me. It doesn't matter how big this podcast audience gets. Right. That's what the you little know, like, are you sure? You probably all like,
1: hate. <laughs> me. Uh,
0: we're in the top 0.05% of all podcasts. No, nope, the little <laughs> well girl bragged. still is saying that shit, right? And so you taught me a lot about mindset. Yeah. So can you talk to us about mindset a little bit?
1: Yes. So Mindset's one of my favorite things. And I actually think you gave a really good segue, whether you realize it or not, around. Um, What was her name? Barbara Fredrickson. Mm -hmm. I'll listen to you. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And this idea that we can train our brains for what we want it to look for. And this was a game changer in my business because, like you and like everybody, my brain is designed to keep me alive. Right. Mm -hmm. And by nature, that means narrowing my focus and looking at what I have to do to stay alive. And I look at everything as a threat. (laughs) And then it becomes very hard to see expansive possibilities or thoughts that feel more loving and nurturing. And so what I had to do is start to one, be aware of those thoughts, those fear-based thoughts, when I would start to narrow, when I would freak out and contract, and then also start to train my brain to expand and look for the good stuff to feed myself the good things. Cause if left to my own devices, I just simply wouldn't, right? I have 30 mm-hmm. plus years of same thing of negative experiences <laughs> that I've then decided had to be true and then found more evidence that they're true. Right.
0: And when this I is started,
1: our brain does yeah it wants and to it's tell like, us
0: all the time what's wrong yeah, with us.
1: Yeah. Exactly. And it's like when you can realize that that's just your brain's job. Then it doesn't feel so personal. It doesn't feel like something is wrong with you. It's just that you have to learn how to control and manage that piece of you, hmm. which totally can be done, right? And you're really good at probably the more like science-y side. And my way of explaining it's just like a little fluffier, but it it all still works. So um it's always really validating when then I hear the scientific version. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Truth be told, Julia, I got my master's degree to really just put evidence behind everything I already knew. I
1: mean, that's right. I love it. I love it. I would do that. I'm just too lazy.
0: Okay. This is so good. This is so good. This is one of my favorite Julia techniques. Cause I was going to ask you for a few techniques. We're, we're in it right now. Okay. Oh, how cute. My brain just went off. Now, how many of you out there, when you're in the middle of a meeting or you're doing anything and you suddenly forget. You lose your words. You don't have your voice for a moment. Then you beat yourself up for 10 more minutes. I'm so stupid. I can't believe I forgot my words. I can't believe I forgot to say that in the meeting. I can't believe I didn't bring that up, like whatever it is. And then you're just so in that place of shame and beating, right? Self-loathing. One of my favorite Julia techniques is to adore yourself through that.
1: I can reframe anything. It has become a masterful art. But I also want to name that that like I trained myself to be able to do that by doing exactly what we're talking about right here is catching when I start beating myself up, when I can see someone else going into that narrowing thing, because then of course you, it's so much harder to recover and find the helpful thought or find the segue when you're like, Oh my God, you messed up everything. You suck. Da, da, da. Like the walls are literally closing in on your brain and you're not going to see how to get yourself out of that.
0: Mm-hmm. So what does training your brain look like?
1: For me, I break down mindset work. I just call it that, but it's anything you can do to reprogram your brain, right? So I love journaling and doing written exercises. Some of my clients love to listen to audios, meditation, visualizations. You could read a book. You could do some mirror work affirmations, whatever you want to do. But it's basically like, I see it as two sides, right? So there's the shadowy stuff, the looking at the fears, knowing what those unconscious or subconscious blocks are that are like those old stories where you're like, But everyone secretly hates me. Well, if you think everyone hates you, you're not going to want to go get visible and like put stuff out on the internet or get super famous or whatever because that's more people that are going to hate you. So we got to start to uncover all of that side. And then at the same time, we also want to do the good side, the affirmations, the retraining. But if you don't do both at once, it's almost like piling sweet statements on a pile of shit. (laughs) And so that's why we're like constantly doing both Mm. at the same time. And again, you can do that so many different ways, but it's like you have to do both of those things in order to tame your brain and get it back on your side.
0: Mm. So the one side is what do we do with the shit, Mm -hmm. right? And the other is to continue to repeat the truth, right? The loving, beautiful truth, right? And if people were going to walk away with one thing they could do for their mindset, would you tell them to say something to themselves? Would you tell them, I mean, I'm telling you, take her course. She gives you like all the mindset
1: things. Yeah, to- I'm like, okay, great. Let me <laughs> condense my, my everything. She,
0: her, her journal prompts are on freaking point. Yeah.
1: They're gold. Like this is the thing that people come to learn from me besides just pleasure and whatever. But I would say, so it's really doing both on a regular basis. So there's lots of different tools, but I just created a super journal, pr- like, set prompt thing called the sandwich technique. So I start out doing something like brags, gratitudes, desires, celebrations, like feel good stuff, get yourself like amped up, And then go into that mucky, shitty stuff and be like, "Okay, even though I say I really want this, here are my fears about that, or um, here's what's holding me back. Here's where I'm getting in my own head. This is what I'm worrying about. We want to start to see what that is.
0: You're going to bring it to the surface.
1: Yeah, exactly. And do a little excavating and then finish with either flipping and reframing each one of those things, finding the positive. And if this is too hard to do on your own at the beginning, just find someone to do it with you, whether it's a coach, whether it's a friend, but being witness in this is also so powerful. So if you can just like hop on a call or do a little journaling and and text a picture to somebody and just say like, these are the things I'm really terrified of. Here are the new thoughts I'm telling myself. Can you just like witness me or help me with this thing? If you could spend even 15 minutes doing this every single day, you will change your entire life and the whole way that you relate to yourself.
0: Mm, which is going to change your business, whatever it is that you're doing, your marriage, your relationships, yeah. your parenting. Corporate jobs, what, it doesn't matter. Everything. It's going to change everything. And that is, that is the top note in my phone notes. Julia's prompts are my top note. <laughs> I, I just want it. you to know.
1: <laughs> Still, but this is the thing. Last it's I forgot, so simple, right? right? I just gave this to you guys. It's not some big secret thing that only my clients paying 20 grand get or whatever, right? But if you can let it be simple, and uh, but actually consistently apply this, that's where the magic happens. Same like pleasure hacking or pleasure microdosing. It's so simple. But what we most of us won't do is master the basics. We want some other complicated, formulaic, whatever, fancy thing. But what we just gave you on this podcast can literally change your life and whether that's, again, your relationship, your money, whatever it is, like, you're just going to see yourself as someone so different than what you ever thought.
0: Yes, in just these simple steps. Now, something I hope you're all picking out from Julia is how freaking authentic she is. So if I have to narrow down, you know, if I were to say one thing that I freaking love about you, Julia, and is triggering, let's just be honest, right? <laughs> it's, it's how authentic you are you know, and people tell me I'm authentic. And sometimes that little, you know, the little fifth grader is like, you're not authentic, you know? Right. But, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> right? I mean, am I really? Mm-hmm. Am I really? But who am I? I don't, know, I don't know. Right. But this is, you know, I think of you sometimes as even having like a, a cult-like following, right? Totally. Like you, people, My audience like,
1: wants to be me, not just buy from me, which is like a very weird thing to say, but it's also like the in hierarchy of marketing things, like very unintentionally. But That is what everyone wants. Because once you have an audience that wants to be your friend or wants to be you, they will buy anything you ever put out and you are solid.
0: Yes. And that's what I've noticed about you. And like, girlfriend has that. And it's from you being so authentic. And I remember in the class I took with you, I was talking with you during one of the kind of the micro coaching moments about, but I've got corporations who work with me and then I've got, you know women wild women who want to work with me and like who am I right and you would even suggested then like you really got me into my wild woman I start letting my hair out and like letting her and like there's good girl and bad girl and yeah why did I even think of her as bad and and letting her come out and play and that was huge for me and letting her really be present because I love her I love her. And so, yeah, let's talk about this authentic thing because I think we're all afraid of it a little bit.
1: Right. And it's like, how do you even be authentic? Like, what does that that mean? mean? (laughs) (laughs) Which is true. It's like, it's one of the hardest things to break down. But I think that's also because we forget that all of these tools are like, the biggest thing you have to do is remove all of the conditioning. Mm. And that's really hard to do because most of us are, we don't know what's going to be underneath it. And I think our fear is that what's underneath it is this like soft, tender child that probably got pummeled with like bullying or parents or whatever the thing was that was like, I'm wrong and broken and bad and no one's going to love me. Right. So let me put on my stuff. wife. Why would you you want to take it off? (laughs) Don't take it off. I built this armor of perfection to be loved. Exactly. And- I mean, if you've ever done something like one of those personal development weekends where you see people get like super raw and naked in terms of emotions, they're in like their most lovable state. It's just that Mm -hmm. one, we don't culturally really relate to each other and have practices for that. And it is the most terrifying thing you can do. Because again, you have no armor. Like if someone takes a dig at you, they're taking a dig at who you fundamentally are is what it feels like. Mm -hmm. And we forget that like we can, that can be okay and we can recover, But it takes building, instead of armor, I feel like it takes muscles in the sense that like trust, -trust, self-trust, self-love, those are muscles that you have to build and flex on a regular basis, or you're going to be flabby and someone's going to stab you and it's going to really fucking hurt. (laughs) (laughs) And not that it doesn't without muscles, but you're like, oh, I'm fine. I just feel the feels and then go figure out what I need to do.
0: Right, right. You're able to move through it. You know what to do with it. Yeah. Self-love as a business tool.
1: Radical concept, but hello, game changer.
0: (laughs) Game changer, right? What else do you hear from your clients are the big game changers in terms of getting their businesses off the ground or starting to make some real money or having fun with it?
1: Yeah. So the biggest thing that we work on in It seems like it would be having the right business strategy. But again, it's really trusting that whatever you're going to do is going to work and who you fundamentally are is enough. And then doing those two things at once, right? So have a strategy, execute on it regularly, do the things like we talked about with pleasure and with mindset work, but then also telling yourself of like, who I am is enough. And this is working like nothing you could ever do would fuck it up. And like, even Mm. for me running the size business, I do, I make mistakes, but like my belief system around that is that they could never ruin my business. I could never scare people away in a way I couldn't fix. I could never do something so harmful that I couldn't clean it up. And I think that gives us a lot of freedom to then be authentic. And for clients, it's like, it's just an it's really consistently executing on the basics. Mm. And when I see people who can do that, and sure, you pay a coach to hold you accountable because it's the hardest thing to do. (laughs) So hard. But like that is where you will build a rock solid foundation that then you actually can grow on top of where it's not a house of cards, where you're not worried that you'll get found out or that one jab could send the whole thing, you know, like knock the whole thing over. And so we're doing that all of the time is like, Rebuild the foundation and build the house.
0: Mm, mm. It's so good. It's so good. So much of what you talk about, in some ways, seems so simple.
1: It is. <laughs> You're paying me for <laughs> simple, like simple. Like stuff.
0: Deliciously <laughs> simple, right? So I took a social media class with Julia, and I'm thinking she's going to give us the algorithm for. Instagram, right? I'm sign up for my class in the first day, even though it's called social media seductress. Okay. Not social
1: media hackers or algorithms. Not
0: social media scientists, right? Right? I
1: I obviously
0: were friends and, you know, sisters. And so I follow her on social media and I'm like, Ooh, I love what Julia's doing on social media. So I got to sign up for her class, right? There we go. But I'm thinking you're going to give us the algorithm and you're going to show us, you know, what Mark Zuckerberg, tells us what we're supposed to do on Facebook. And instead, it's like, show up in lingerie,
1: right? <laughs> Strip and... <laughs> down in all the ways, both your clothing and in terms of your emotional armor. <laughs> right. And
0: instead, it was exactly what you just said, which is we're going to remove that emotional armor because just simply trusting this is going to work. Who I am works because who I am is who people want. Who I am is who the right people want. Yeah. And something else about you, Julia, you go big consistently. And this is something that that little fifth grader in me is afraid. How big can I really be?
1: Right. At what point is this going to be a terrible idea? <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs>
0: At what point am I too much? Yes. Right. And I think that we all have that little girl in us who wanted to be a unicorn on stage big, you know, and someone somewhere told us that we were too big, too much. Yeah. You know, annoying, whatever it might be. And so with the mindset work, and I'm curious what else, how do you allow yourself? How can anyone out there allow themselves to be their full big self? Consistently.
1: Yeah, so I think it's like the mix of one, do the inner work, and two, do the outer work, right? So, And if you can do both of those things and decide that they're enough and that they're working and then continuously do that, you're going to get there, right? If you keep stripping away the stuff and taking action to build new evidence that it is safe to be yourself, there's no way that you're not going to see the results. Now, mm. do you have to be patient? Do you have to get uncomfortable? Is <laughs> sometimes pleasure on the other side of doing something that will totally stretch you out of your comfort zone? Absolutely. But when you can play that game, like you're going to see results. And this is the thing with like most of my programs, like you said, is like, and my clients, right? It's just, can I strip away all your stuff? Cause you naturally you know how to be magnetic. Women especially know how to be magnetic, mm. to say the things, to like create connection. It's what we do. But most of us just won't let ourselves get there or they'll start doing the work and people get addicted to personal development work, but they never take action. And if you don't have the action and the new set of evidence that you are safe and you are seeing results, you, like you're not playing the other half of the game.
0: Right, right. It's gotta be, it's gotta be both. Now, what if someone is listening to this and they're like, I just want to do what I love to do, but I hate the sale. I don't want to have to go market. I don't want to have to, right? I just want to do what I love to do and I don't want to have to do the rest of it.
1: Totally. One, you could hire someone to do it for you, know, should you have the means. But two, my whole thing is again, find a way to make it pleasurable. Most of us just don't wanna sell and market because we've only been taught gross, sleazy ways to sell and market. Come hang out in my world where you get to be your full self and have a lot of fun selling and marketing. Like it doesn't even feel like you are. And people are like, <laughs> you know, I ran this campaign right, I'm running it right now about my podcast. I can't run ads to my podcast because we have swear words. And I've had to think of organic ways to grow it. And so I'm having my audience. I'm incentivizing them to all share. And somebody on one of the posts was like, oh my god, I've seen this twice this week. It must be a sign I need to listen. I'm like, no, it's just really good marketing. (laughs) And this is the thing is, though, that this is the most fun way I could promote. I get to give my audience free stuff. They get to share the podcast that they're obsessed with listening to. And it's marketing and it's working. So you just have to find a way to like sales and marketing, but you don't have to do it the traditional way, but you do like, that's your responsibility as your business. Like, otherwise, why would people hire you? You just have to Mm -hmm. like make it work
0: hmm. And it's making everything fun and finding a way instead of like, well, I can't because I use swear words. So I'll stop using th- swear words. No, that's not authentic. That's, yeah, not, exactly. it's gonna, it's that's not what people you. tried to tell me to do. <laughs> However, I was very
1: clear there was no way that was like ever going to fly. <laughs>
0: right. I would never want to hear that from you ever. It's Let's find a fun way, right? Anytime you hear yourself say it's impossible or I can't, it's asking, well, how can I? What, what is possible? It's so fun. I've obviously been watching that and we're so promoting your podcast here. So, you know, I'm freaking loving it. So if someone's like, all right, first step to starting a business.
1: Decide what lights you up and what you would want to do.
0: And if they don't know, they've got a hundred ideas.
1: You got to pick one. This is something I'm like super passionate about is like the way you're going to grow your business is pick one thing, do it well, do it till it works, and then either automate that process, outsource that process, or just like get it, you know, it like the back of your hand and then add something else on. What a lot of us want to do is everything at once. And I can tell you that anyone who's like really grown and scaled their business quickly, it was more about adding layers instead of um, expanding wider and trying to do a million things at once. So pick something, go all in on it, do it till it works, and then add to it.
0: Mm-hmm. Something else that I'm super big on and I know you are too is the sisterhood aspect, totally. Having other women supporting you and cheerleading you and telling you how fucking awesome you are, I really think is like the best
1: it really the is. best tool
0: that's out there,
1: yeah, it, and I think it's so undervalued and underrated. Probably because a lot of us, well, it goes both ways. A lot of us just have it baked in and so we don't realize it or we've never had it and we couldn't possibly fathom how important it is. But when you have that solid thing and you're not doing anything alone, like you're going to go so much further.
0: So much further. And your sisterhoods are so fun and it's so awesome. Julia, I freaking love watching you, witnessing you, cheerleading you, supporting you, being triggered by you all
1: (laughs) Hopefully I trigger
0: you too. If we're not, we're like not living to what we could live to, right? Totally. Right. Amen. And actually, I know we're almost out of time, but I want to get everyone to be clear on one thing. You just came out in an email and you called yourself lazy and a procrastinator. So any of you who are out there and you're like, I'm so lazy, I'm procrastinating. I can't have a seven figure business. Let's just be clear. Right, Julia? You did just say that, didn't you?
1: (laughs) Yes. Oh yeah. I fully identify as both. And I I hear the arguments (laughs) of why I shouldn't call myself that. But like, it is what it is. Those are my human tendencies.
0: Mm, So they're just human tendencies.
1: Yeah. And I can manage them when I want to. And I can succumb to them when I want to and still be worthy of being loved and paid really well for what I do.
0: Mm -hmm. And she didn't have a huge team building this. Didn't have a ton of capital building this. Really just putting your authentic, badass, fun self out there and what you're capable of. Totally, I love it. All right, Julia Motherfucking Wells, my dear sister. We do a little game here on the Purpose Girl Podcast. It's called a Purpose Power Play round, and it just means I'm going to ask you a few random questions, and whatever's the first thing that comes to your mind is the correct answer.
1: <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, oh Jesus, what's about? To come out what about am I now? getting but myself in? I can't wait. <laughs> Free reign. Let's do it.
0: All right, here we go. Let's do it. Ten years from now, where are we going to find you?
1: Being equally lazy on a beach somewhere really fucking glamorous with a hot-ass man and a baby.
0: Mmm. Mm, 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 mm. Yummy, yummy, yummy. You just got my <laughs> pussy going. I love it. Right. I I'm like, it. I didn't know that was going to come out of my mouth, but here we are. <laughs> and so it shall be, or even better, baby. Yes. I'm but freaking... if you ask me
1: for my 10-year plan, I couldn't tell you what it is. But there you go. We got yeah,
0: it. That's what it is. I love it. When you were a little girl, what'd you want to be?
1: An astronaut, a fashion designer, I think those are the two big things.
0: Mm. And it's like I could make a I could relate it to how you are now, right? An astronaut like going up to the
1: sky and like big things. I like and to push light. boundaries and like see things yes. in totally different perspectives. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. We didn't even get into one of the things that I love about you and your authenticity, you are unafraid. Actually I have no idea if you're afraid <laughs> you are unabashed <laughs> in your in sharing what you believe is right and true. Right. With all that has gone on, bringing to light the injustice in racial inequality, you have used your platform, used your voice and been very open about it and been like, this is who I am and get on board with it because this is important.
1: Yeah. Or give your money to someone else. But let me tell you what I do with my money and my values and my time.
0: She walks her talk, people. She walks... Her
1: right, talk. it's not just all glam and like beaches. Like I'm also out oh, here.
0: Oh no, no, it's something so beautiful, so freaking beautiful about you. No, it's not you. Use your money for causes that matter, and that is really big, really big. Because I know a lot of women out there. That's why they want to make money, right? Totally. They want to, right? All right, best book someone has to read out there.
1: I kind of got to go with the classic of the Queen's Code by Alison Armstrong. I just think it's like super fluffy, but phenomenal lessons.
0: Mm. Mm. So good. All right. Last question. See, these are easy, right? Yeah. We'll Should I make go. them harder? Challenge me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get, let's have fun then. Uh, two sentences that you would say on a dating profile.
1: Um, I did put on there that I'm lazy, which was terrifying to admit
0: because
1: mm. I feel like I'm supposed to be the ideal woman, um, mm. that I have everything I want. So I'm just looking for someone to share it with.
0: Mm. I love that. And is that on there?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And how do men respond?
1: I think, well, they want, someone on a date confessed <laughs> to me yesterday. They swiped right six times just waiting for me to finally oh, find them. And I, I was like, that. oh, my God, you're amazing. Thank you for confessing that. See, I had, to ask, I had to
0: ask that question because just yesterday, one of my coaching clients said to me, men don't want women who are successful or who have everything. And it's like, oh, yes, they do.
1: Yeah, right. the the right one for you. Wh- exactly.
0: Right. Which men, right? Which men? The right Don't worry, for you. Don't worry, I have that
1: fear too, and I'm gonna actually lean into it by probably like I used to not connect my um, Instagram and or share like what I was doing because I didn't want them to know, and now I'm like, here's my website. I love when men tell me they go and listen to the podcast because yes. like I need to know that they can hang in this world. Like I am. If I'm intimidating to women, I guarantee you, I'm intimidating to men. But I want the people who can get through that, just like my clients will come in and be triggered. I want the man to come in and be triggered, but still invited in.
0: Yes, 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 yes. It's actually how Josh responded to me. He would not have come up on my dating profile. We met online. And Uh he would not have come up on my dating profile because he's shorter than me. And I had a height requirement. Yeah, totally. So he never came up for me, never would have. And he found me and then he had really researched about positive psychology and purpose and what I put. And I was like, "Hmm, mm, boyfriend did his work, you know? And so that was, you know, so that, that caught my eye. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, all right. Since you have your training as a sex and dating and all that coach, favorite sex position?
1: I don't know. It It really changes depending on who I'm with. And like, them hitting the right spot, I think more importantly is like realizing the importance of turn on, just like in the business Mm. of like, I can kind of get off in any position I brag. I can have fun in any, but like, I got to have the other ingredients. (laughs) Yes, Much more important than the position for me.
0: Have to be turned on, have to be turned on. It's so, so Worship my pussy
1: and like, you can have me in any position.
0: (laughs) Mm. So this is, You know, I've done episodes on pussy before and having someone who worships your pussy is the answer. Ladies, if you've got someone out there who does not absolutely worship your pussy, who is not into your pussy when you have a period or who is not kind to her when you haven't showered in five days or whatever the hell it might be, then they are not worthy of her.
1: Mm-hmm. Let's and just worship be- your own pussy, too. I had to start there because I definitely didn't. Like, <laughs> let's be real.
0: So good. Let's totally be real. Right. That's so good. All right. Here's my last question. You okay. ready? If there's one thing that you want every woman to know, what is it?
1: You're so wildly worthy it enough, no matter what's mm-hmm. happened to you or you've done in your life. Hmm.
0: You are so wildly worthy and enough no matter what. Beautiful. Julia motherfucking Wells, I love the living shit out of you. (laughs) I love every little interview, every bit. Everyone out there, I hope you loved this episode of the Purpose Girl podcast. If you did, head on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to right now and leave your review. It literally takes 60 seconds and your reviews are how we are ensuring that women all over the world are finding the Purpose Girl podcast. Literally, that's how we've become top 20 in more than 30 countries. So So that, thank you, it is true. So we wanna make sure we are on a revolution to change the world one woman at a time. You make sure that you share this podcast with every single woman you know. Head on over to the Purpose Girls Facebook group, 2,500 women and growing, all supporting each other, loving on each other every single day. If you're not in it, what are you waiting for? Get on my newsletter list. That's how you are the first person to find out about deals and discounts and programs and everything else I'm doing, plus the weekly tips. You head on over to Purpose Girl for that. As always, my loves, may you live purposefully. May you love yourself and may you love life. Bye for now.